on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q&AF. This is uh, where you submit the questions, and I give you the AFs. You can submit your questions to... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. That's askandy at andyforsella.com. Now, these questions can be about anything. They can be about business. They can be about entrepreneurship. They can be about personal development. They can be about what I think of what's going on in the world. This is an open forum for Q&A. Um, you can also drop your questions if you watch the show on YouTube. As a reminder, we're now on YouTube. We've been audio exclusive for nearly a decade. So a lot of you guys are uh, you know, used to doing the audio thing, but we are doing the video thing uh, now as well. And if you like to watch the show, which I'm hearing people that watch it are liking it, um, you could drop the questions right underneath this episode in YouTube, and then we'll pick from there as well. So. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we have multiple formats of the show within the show. So this is Q and a, uh, then we also have a current event show that we call CTI CTI is cruise the internet. And that's what we do. We put up three headlines on the screen. Uh, we talk about what's true, what might not be true. We speculate on what's going on. We do so talking a whole lot of shit and making a whole lot of jokes. Um, other times when you tune in, you'll get real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you what I think is some real talk that I think needs to be said or heard. And then other times we have full length. The full length is an interview style format, just like you see on all the other podcasts, the 40 million other podcasts that exist on the planet. They do that kind of format. Uh, we do that sometimes as well. Um, and for all of this, we have a fee. The fee is very simple. If I'm going to come on here and share my 24 years of life slash business experience, which I've done okay. All right. Um, I all I expect from you, I don't expect you to buy my shit. I don't expect you to fucking, you know, I don't take money for advertisements and have people telling me what to fucking say. This is an authentic show where I share authentically. And all I ask is that if you get value from the show, man, help us grow the show. So when I say, hey, pay the fee, that means share the show. That's all I ask. Okay. We've grown to a very, very, very massive podcast over the course of the last eight years, eight and a half years. And uh, we've done so all on word of mouth. And I love value exchange, bro. I love when I, if I do good, you tell people. That's a fair deal. That's fair for everybody. So when I say pay the fee, that's what I'm talking about. When I say share the show. Don't be a hoe. That's what we're talking about. All right? Yeah. So. What's going on? Nothing, man. Yeah. Just running around here like fucking crazy today. Yeah, getting ready for this weekend. Went ahead and bought my raisins. The raisins? Yeah, for the potato salad. But I thought that was what white people do. Yeah. Well, you got white people coming. I got over? white people coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't discriminate over there. Yeah, you know gotta accommodate. That's nice. That's nice of you. Yeah. It's so thoughtful. So you were out in the uh, negative five hundred degree weather yeah, this morning. It was cold. It was a little, just a little cold. It was cold enough to freeze. Like you, I don't know if you saw this. The beard. Did you see it? Yeah. But you that. were here when it happened. Right. So you left me. Yeah. Well, I figured you were done. You probably wouldn't <laughs> want to go do it. So I'm like, I tried to do it before you got here. Uh, to get it in, but you didn't want me to get oppressed. I get it. That's I, it. Man. I appreciate it. Well, dude, I know, like, you know, <laughs> black people can't tolerate the cold the same way that white people. I didn't want you to die. I mean, yeah. I love you, man. Ain't no snow in Africa, bro. Yeah, yeah, like I get it. <laughs> I'm looking out for you. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> no, bro. It's uh, it was cold as fuck. <laughs> it was minus uh four, 
with a minus minus twenty something wind chill. Like twenty four, yeah. Minus Is that what it was? It was fucking yeah. crazy. It was minus fifty last night wind chill at my house. Yeah, no, I, I bro, got, it's never been that cold. Like, like it's cold here in Missouri. It does not get that cold. No, I know some of you fuckers up north. You're going to fucking message me and be like, oh, you don't fucking know what cold is. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You guys can fucking save it. I don't live there for a fucking exactly. reason because I don't want to know. Exactly. Right. It's like these motherfuckers. We talk about this yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's hot. Oh, oh it's bro. not hot like it is here. Oh, bro. Like, it's man, so hot. Shut the fuck up. Hot is hot. Exactly. Cold is cold. It's yeah. fucking cold. It's cold for us. Yeah. It's cold enough. It's cold enough to freeze my fucking, uh, my, like I had like the, I don't know what you call it, but. The Antifa fucking thing on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I had that on, and the fucker froze to my beard, bro. Yeah, and I couldn't get it off. Like it took ten minutes for it to like. I had to like rub like it. You had to thaw it out. And I had to like rub it with my hands to get it to break up. Like it was frozen to my beard. I never had that happen before. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, and like I tried to pull it, but I was like, it was gonna pull a chunk of my beard out. Yeah, can't have that. Dude, I, I was sitting in our family room last night, and I uh, I heard this. I heard two loud like back to back thuds. Right. Like, I mean, it was like massively loud. And you ever had that shit happen? It's like, you don't even want to go look because yeah. it just sounds fucking expensive. Like, yeah. I, I got, no, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. and, and Alex was like, no, go, you, you got to go check. At first, I'm like, fuck. All right. It's cars. It's fucking, it's, something's bad. But these, uh, I got two of these outdoor like patio heaters, you know, the ones that are at the bar, right? In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The propane, like the propane ones. ones. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they fucking flew across my fucking patio. From the wind? Yeah, from the wind. Yeah. Bro. And like they were fucking like ha hammered down. Yeah. And like they completely ripped them up. I'm like, geez. did it fuck them up? Yeah, it did. They fuck up the shade on them? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. It's just cheap metal or whatever. Yeah. But I think you can get those shades like just at like Home Depot. And Home shit. Depot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask Dave. I know he, he knows the connect on those. You're talking about the, t the you know what I'm the talking about? Ones, I don't yeah. know what the fuck it's called. It's not a shade. I'm sure somebody out there knows. Uh, yeah, they're going to fucking it. write me a dissertation <laughs> on the motherfucking <laughs> definition of what the fuck it's I'm actually called. Yeah, I don't care. It looks like a fucking a thermodynamic walk. heat yeah, reductor. It looks like a fucking wok that I stuck on the top of the fucking <laughs> heater. All right. So the heater rice in that bitch. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Lowe's sells heater woks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta go so there. Good. I need two of them. So yeah. I don't know, man. Uh oh, I was about to ask what's going on in the world, but this ain't that show. Oh, yeah, that's the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Cool, man. Well, I got some good ones for you. Good. I know you always do. Let's knock these out. Uh <laughs> any question number one. So you are building two new buildings right now, mm -hmm. um, and that obviously takes time. Um, you take something else too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, all money. it takes is time. Yeah, just meditate, bro. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking meditate my way from writing those fucking checks. Right, um, but you clearly and, and you clearly have a plan to create thousands of jobs when that's done. How do you deal with the time uh, in the oven, quote unquote, um, as those plans may change and evolve? Like, what do you do during while that cake is baking? Right. Like you've already mixed the cake. You already put the ingredients together. It's in the oven. What do you do with it during that time? Oh, you know, I just don't come to work. Yeah. I sit at home and you know, <laughs> play video work. games. And, yeah. You know. I'm just fucking chill because, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to it's, it's just a sure thing that we're going to make it. It's done. You yeah. know, it's a sure thing that we're going to become the greatest fucking American company ever built. Mm. Like it's it's already in the bag. So I just don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. What right. the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> <laughs> bro i'm out in the fucking minus 27 degrees weather whatever the fuck it is working my balls off mm. okay and i do that for a reason all right there nothing is guaranteed man like it doesn't matter that we're building those two buildings if i don't stay aggressive every single day if i don't work every single day if i don't show up and press every single day shit starts to fall apart mm. and it starts to fall apart immediately because when people see me stop pressing they stop pressing yeah. okay so 
You have to understand that when you're leading a company, whether it be small or big, or whether you're the only one, you want to set the pace for what everybody else is going to do. Okay. And then I've been in business long enough to also know that nothing is guaranteed, bro. Things could change. You know, a war could break out. Another fucking pandemic could start. Who knows? Right. All right. But I'm doing the best that I can to push our company through what are, you know, unprecedented times, knowing that every other time that I faced in history, which was 9-11, okay, I owned, a comp- my, I owned our companies. And t- on September 11, 2001, we were a year and a half old, Yeah. okay, almost two years old. Uh, we pressed through that, okay? The crash of 2008, we pressed through that, okay? Uh, what happened in 2020, we pressed through that. And so when I see a time of turbulence or a time of uncertainty, my experience, and this has been validated through my communication with many other successful people uh, who have made it through those times, is that we stay offense. Mm-hmm. We stay on the fucking gas. Yeah. Because when everybody else is pulling all their game off the table, right? Like they're pulling all their chess pieces into their little, nice little warm, safe space. We're going to be the only ones out on the field trying to take up ground. Mm-hmm. All right? So like when everybody else stops moving, that's your key to keep moving yeah. because that's what eventually sets the gap between you and them. So what I'm, what am I doing? I'm, I'm approaching it no different than what I would be doing as if we like, you were sitting in a meeting with me yeah. literally fucking 20 minutes ago. What did I fucking say in the meeting? I said exactly this. I said, we need to forget about every single thing that we've accomplished. We need to forget about every single thing that we've done. Right. We need to forget about every single win that we've had. And we need to move forward from this point in time as if we are a brand new company mm-hmm. and we are hungry for one more customer. It's day one. That is it. And that is the attitude. And by the way, that's not indicative of anything. I say that every day. That's what I say every day. Every day is day one for me. Okay. Because first of all, I've had some near-death experiences, real ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've had some times in my life where I thought I was going to die. I got stabbed in the fucking face. Okay. I thought I was going to die for sure when that happened. I got misdiagnosed where I have a, a, what's called a pineal cyst and it was mixed, misdiagnosed as a brain tumor. Okay. For two weeks, I thought I was going to fucking die. When you have these experiences, it doesn't take long to understand that our time is limited. So I'm very thankful for both of those experiences as hard as they were because they taught me that I am mortal and I will fucking expire just like everybody else does. Okay. So I'm not here to fuck around. Right. I take every day serious. What I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do with my companies and what I'm trying to do personally, like, and I know you got, some of you guys might laugh at this, but I'm okay with being laughed at. I'm trying to be the best that there ever fucking was. I'm trying to affect more change than any other company has ever done in the history of the fucking earth. I'm trying to do things better than anyone else has ever fucking done them. That is my standard. So when you guys look at me and you think, oh, I got it made because I got some cars and I live a crazy life and it's fucking all awesome, you shouldn't think about the 24 years that went into that. You should think about what I mean when I say we got a long way to go. Mm. And what I mean when I say we got a long way to go is I actually feel like I'm way behind because I see the big picture and we're so far away from where I want to be that I can't help but show up and go hard. And this is the importance for you guys to set such massive goals that you don't have a choice but to show up and give it your all because you know that it's going to take every single day until 
the end of your fucking life to actually get where it is you're trying to go. And that's okay. Because if you're conscious about that and you accept that, and then you accept like all of this as your life, right? Like these are my friends. These Mm -hmm. are my family. I love these people. I love coming here. If we talk about all these things and we start to appreciate the process of that, it no longer becomes this like grind, right? Right. It's just a mission. And we're all every mm-hmm. day. I know I have to execute to the maximum. I was talking to Gary Vee about this uh, just a couple of days ago, and we were both agreeing about how skewed the man, how easy it is to win. It's so fucking easy mm-hmm. to win. You guys do not understand it. You just think about it the wrong way. All you have to do is win today. That's all I ever focus on doing, bro. Like, I come in here with urgency every day. Yes or no? Absolutely. Uh, I come in here with intensity every day. Yes or no? Absolutely. I would say I'm probably more intense than anybody that any of you listening have ever been around. I'm a fucking wild animal, bro. Okay? But the reason I'm that way is because I know that if I approach each day that way and I can get home, like, at five or six o'clock and I've, I've accomplished all the things I need. Bro, I get, I get a breath. Mm-hmm. I get to chill. I get to see my dogs, I get to hang out, I get to fucking have a little free time. And I wake up the next day and I go again. And this process of winning the day, and if you want to hear about exactly how I think about it, you can go listen to episode 16 in this Real AF feed, episode 16. Go listen to that episode. It will explain to you in in detail what I talk about when I'm talking about winning the day. But if you approach it that way, you don't have time for any other shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I saw this video from Goggins the other day too. It was really good, bro. Um, and he was talking about like how, when you, when you're focused on the day, right. And you're always on the fucking intense grind, you don't have time for fucking drama. You don't have time for bullshit. You don't have time for hate. You don't have time for talking shit about people. And that reduces your anxiety because like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like a lot of you guys asked, like, how do you not care what these people say about you? Cause you guys see some of the shit people say. I don't fucking give a shit, bro. I'm too worried about what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Like, I'm not going to get into it with some knuckle fuck from the fucking internet who fucking can't even pay his fucking rent. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, I, like, dude, if that motherfucker, I walked up to him in the gas station and he said, hey, Andy, you're fucking whatever the fuck he said on the fucking internet. I laugh at his fucking face and go get in my fucking Ferrari and drive the fuck home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I get home and I'd say, hey. <laughs> Amla, you're never gonna believe what this fucking fat little piece of shit said to me at the gas station. Right. He said he didn't, I was this and this and this. I laughed and I drove home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, I don't have time for that shit. Right. And a lot of you guys, because you don't understand that it's actually as simple as just winning each day and approaching each day, day by day, and then like executing that plan over the course of your life. You don't understand how much peace that's going to bring you. Mm. You won't get sucked into this drama. You won't get distracted. You won't have a lot of the problems that you all have right now because you see it as I have this big dream and eventually I think I'll probably get there. But I'm here to tell you that won't happen without a focused, uh, intentional effort on a day-by-day basis. So I focus on what I got to do to win the day and that's it, man. That's all I care about. Like Like right now, today, I am not fucking thinking about tomorrow at fucking all. I'm not thinking about Monday. I'm not thinking about next week. I'm not thinking about shit. I'm thinking about, I got a whole bunch of shit to do today still. Mm-hmm. I still got to train again. I still got to read my, my, well, I got, mm-hmm. I already read my 10 pages, but I don't read just 10 pages. I read more than that. I got to read more pages. Uh, I got 
three more meetings. Like I'm worried about today. That's it. And so like, dude, if you can effectively, and this should, this should be, this should be able to make sense in anybody's mind. If you win today and you win tomorrow and you win the next day and you win the day after that and you win the day after that and you continue that path and you're going to get some losses. You're going to have some days where shit gets really fucked up and you don't, you don't get your stuff done. Those are few and far between. Absolutely. And the more you live like this, the less they become. Right. So in the beginning where over a 30 day span, you might lose five days or six days out of the month. If you're fucking like just kind of getting started on that. Like for me, bro, I might lose five or six days out of the fucking year. Right. I probably less than that. I probably lose less than five days a year. Okay. Like, I've been with you three years. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, but that did, that wasn't that way for me at first. At first it was five days a month. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so the yeah, longer yeah. you do this, the better you get at it. And that creates so much momentum in the right direction that, bro, if you win today, you win tomorrow, you win the next day and you're winning for fucking, you know, 30 days in a fuck, bro, you winning just becomes who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's no longer something that you're trying to achieve. It's just what you're doing. It's who right. the fuck you are. It's how you take it from this abstract thing that is mysterious and people don't understand to something that just comes to you and you can't really explain it other than this. I don't know. I worry about the day today. Yeah. You know, and I was in my point about bringing Gary up was, you know, Gary and I were talking, he was saying the exact same shit, bro. That's how he approaches it too. Yeah. Like that's what he does. He tries to win the day. And I think if you win the fucking day and, and you have that, that's the episode 16 I'm talking about. It tells you my exact system on how I approach this. It's free. Yeah. And it's probably the most valuable tool along with 75 hard that you ever fucking have ever. So I want to I want to follow up on a point, Andy, because it's like think about the ripple effect that that has on people, right? Like the CEO is coming here with so much fucking urgency, and 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 is getting the shit. Like think about the ripple effect that the five hundred other people in this building see that, right? Like I don't think people give that enough enough credit or attention, man. I think it's everything. It's everything. It's not yeah. even a little bit. It's not even like it's not kind of thing. It's not like. Oh, there's a, it's everything. That's yeah. ir- literally the whole fucking game. Yeah. This is why people struggle so much because once they get comfortable, bro, they can't, they won't force themselves. Bro, how many people in my position were out doing cardio no. at minus 20 something degrees? None. No, there wasn't another single one None. ever. Not a single one. Now there might be other people out there who are hungry, who are fucking up, coming up the ladder. Okay. Who are out there doing it. And I've seen it all through my Instagram. I've seen a whole bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. Today, Badass shit all over the country doing this shit. I fucking love it. But how many people in my position financially at this point in their life are doing it? Mm. None. And the reason that those people are on the decline is because of that. Mm. Okay. So you have to understand that this process of you trying to win, it never fucking stops. And once you get comfortable, you have to get yourself in the men- mentality and the mindset of in, of pretending that it's all going to go away if you don't do these things. Okay, that's how you have a zero options mentality, right? Like I convince myself that I have zero other option. Like bro, if I don't go out and do that fucking shit, I'm going to fucking lose all of this. That's right how now, I think. Right yes, now. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I think of it. Yeah. Legitimately and literally. And people th- when I tell people mm-hmm. that, they think it's insane. Right. Well, it works and it will work for you too. But like, bro, the reason most people have some success and then lose it is because they don't ever figure out how to continue to have the zero option mentality 
that they had in the beginning where they literally didn't have any other options. When you don't have any other options and you're hungry as fuck, you have to do this shit, yeah. right? I'm not talking about being outside. I'm talking about all the fucking nitty gritty intense shit that you have to do. But when you start to make money and you've got a comfortable life and you've got all these things, that's when it stops. So when the, when, when the CEO or the manager or the leader gets to that point in time where they're no longer pressing, that's where they start to run into these issues where they look around at their company and they're like, fuck, everybody's just kind of like on cruise control. Yeah. Like, what are, what are we doing here? And they don't have the wherewithal or the fucking awareness to look themselves in the mirror and say, oh, shit, I'm doing this mm -hmm. because I'm coming in here with this attitude. So I personally think that what you said is everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's everything. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I think it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. It's the only way I know. Well, you haven't seen anything different. Well, I, I don't know anything different. I never did anything else. That's all I've ever done. I've done this since I was fucking 19 years old. I don't fucking know anything else. Here's what I do know. When I was 350 fucking pounds, nobody wanted to fucking work hard. Hmm. Do you think anybody in this building doesn't work hard? Every motherfucker in this right building. Right now, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Everybody works hard here. When I was 350 pounds, bro, I had all kind. Of, you know what? You know, you know what's funny? Everybody around me was fat too. Hmm. My dad was fucking 40 pounds heavier. My mom was 100 pounds heavier. My brother was 30 pounds heavier. And fucking Mike Taylor and all these guys hmm. that have been with me, Cody, they were all fucking fat too. Now look at them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When you change your life, bro, other people follow. Hmm. Andy, question number two. Andy, I am an 18-year-old living here in the United States. My question for you is, has the world always been this way? When I was a child, everything seemed awesome and everyone seemed happy. Now that I've grown up somewhat, I have become aware that that is obviously not the case. Uh -huh. Um, I guess I don't know if this has always been going on or if I'm just now becoming aware of it as I grow into an adult um, or has this corruption, radical, bad behavior always been going on. It confuses me uh, because of how serious the situation is. Uh, is he, do you think he's talking about like, well, there's two things he could be talking about or she could be talking about here. One, like are they talking about the situation going on in the world or two, are you just talking about becoming an adult? And like, because I can remember becoming I'm an adult. Let's address both. Like, yeah. like I remember like, getting to be 16, 17, 18, and then realizing like a lot of the people that I looked up to were actually pieces of shit. Frauds. Right? Yeah, they were yeah. fucking losers. Um, and it was a very difficult point in my life because I had to like, I could see people for what they were because there comes this time in, in your life when you, when you start to become an adult where the other adults recognize you as an adult, mm -hmm. they let their guard down and they start to show right. like, all the fucking fucked up shit that they do. Start learning the stories. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, holy shit, bro. You're nothing what I thought you yeah. actually were. You're a piece of shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we see this with, with friends and mm. family friends and even members of the family. Yeah. And like, you know, unfortunately, I think that's just part of how it is. You know, when you're a kid, you're sheltered from a lot of reality. You know, people aren't, you know, you're treated as a kid. We start to get treated as an adult. You get to, the curtain kind of comes up and you start to see things for what they are. And I know that can be like, for me, that was like a little weird. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Like, it was weird. Absolutely. Like, I, I, you know, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm. Okay. Now that's, that's hard. That's enough. the real world. That's yes. Yeah. And that's, that. I think that's, I think that's normal for most people. I think most people go through that. Um, and pay attention because what you're seeing is real. Mm. All right. But I think the other thing that's kind of making it really hard for people of this age group is the actual crazy shit that's going on in the world yeah. on top of that. That's amplified. Right? Yeah. And I will say um, that while 
yes, it has always been, there has always been lots of corruption. It has never been like this. Mm. It's never in my lifetime been like this. Never in my lifetime have things been this fucked up in terms of geopolitical, global politics, uh, especially what's going on here in the United States. I've, it's not, nothing is even close to it. It's so far past what even the most mm. fucked up shit, like, bro, when I was a kid, Bill Clinton got in trouble because he got his dick sucked underneath his fucking, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah right. That was like right, the whole right. thing, right? Right. Now we're talking about corruption at a level of literal treason mm-hmm. where there's elite people in this quote-unquote elite. When I say elite, I don't mean elite. I mean, that's just what they're called. That's what they call themselves. Pieces of shit. Yeah. But they are conspiring against all of humanity, and they're doing so in unison. And- I think that would make it much. I think growing up right now and transitioning from a kid to an adult, it, it has to be one of the hardest times that there ever was to do that because mm. there's so much crazy shit going on that it's like super confusing. And here's what I'll tell you. Um, natural order is never going to change. If you work hard, if you get smart, if you keep yourself healthy, if you do those things, you're going to do okay. You're going to do good in life. That right now we're dealing with a massive propaganda campaign, as I covered on uh, yesterday's show mm-hmm. a little bit, where we are being manipulated at a maximum level to try and get us to become mediocre loser type people on all fronts. Right, um, and I think it's important that if you're a young person right now, you focus on yourself, you focus on becoming intelligent. You focus on working hard and building wealth for you long-term, however that looks for you. You know, I'm not saying like a lot of people like to say, oh, well, just fucking, you know, enjoy your youth. No, dude, I didn't enjoy my youth, motherfucker. I work. That's why I'm here where the fuck I am right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay? a choice. So if you're listening to the show, I assume you want somewhat of a resemblance for yourself as well. Start now. Okay. Start thinking now. Start reading now. Start putting good things in your brain now. Try to network with the right people. Try to be surrounded by the right people. Don't hang around people that aren't focused on success. That's going to make it a little bit lonely because there's not a lot of people in that age right now that want to build shit. But here's the reality. There's never been a bigger opportunity for people that are in this age range because most of the people around them have bought into the propaganda of mediocrity that's being shoved down our throats every day. This looks like us being pushed to follow our passion when our passion is to sit on a fucking uh, screen all fucking day, whatever that may mean, or to be... 400 fucking pounds and call yourself healthy or to, um, you know, look at exercise as some sort of like bad thing, right? Like, dude, they're, 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 you know, or to see wealth as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that we're told all of these things for a specific reason. That specific reason has nothing to do with any of our interests, including yours. So, I would say on one hand, yeah, it's normal. Like it's normal to look around at people like in your family or people that you know and start to see the truth about them and be like, fuck, dude, these people are fucked up. But you're also dealing with this other thing that's abnormal. We are at, we, in my opinion, we are at the end stage of a subversion of global communism that is failing and falling apart right now. But the problem is these people are pushing harder and harder and harder because they're on the tiger. There's a saying like, dude, when you ride the tiger, you can't get off. Mm-hmm. Like, if you try to ride a tiger and you get off of it, what happens? You mm-hmm. fucking eat. It'll kill you. Okay? That's where these people are. These people are on the fucking tiger and the tiger's bucking and it's going crazy. They don't have a choice but to hang on because if they let go, they're all going to jail or worse. So, 
we're going to have to deal with these people continuously to, uh, continuing to press on us until we make a unified stand against them that says no more. Mm. And I'm not sure when that's going to happen or how that's going to happen, but it will happen. Yeah. Love it. Uh, guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. When trying to discover my why, right, and striving for success, is it quote unquote safe or okay uh, to use other people or other things as my reasons to strive for success? Or should I keep it solely uh, on me and use myself as the reason I'm striving for success? Uh, did you find that this changes? Should it change? Um, and what, what is your success tied to right now? This is a great question. Um, first of all, I think in the beginning for everybody, it's always about us, right? Like when you don't have anything, it's about you. Internal. Yes. Like you want to fucking get successful. You want to change your situation. You want to own nice cars. Like for me, it was cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. I grew up obsessing over cars. I saw my first Lamborghini when I was fucking eight years old. It was a white Lamborghini Countach. Ever since I saw that, I was fucking obsessed. I had Hot Wheels. I had micro machines. I had model cars. I had remote control cars. I was fucking obsessed with the ultimate obsession to have those kind of cars in real life, okay? Which I do have, and I have one of the greatest car collections on the fucking planet. Uh, and wait until you see it. Real life Hot Wheels. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't shown it for a number of years, and people don't even know what the fuck I got in there now. However, that was a great motivator. And a lot of people will shit on motivators like cars or material possessions or being selfish mm -hmm. because they don't understand what actually happens. And how it actually happens is for the first 10 years, 12 years, I was, and, and by the way, there's a big lesson here to, to understand. I'm going to get to it in a second. For the first 10 or 12 years, I was completely focused on myself. Now, the first 10 years, I struggled. There was a lot to learn. I didn't know shit. I made all the mistakes. Okay, but once I figured some things out, that next two years, I became a millionaire in cash flow, meaning I was making seven figures a year. Okay, now, then I was, and then I started getting cars and shit. The thing, there was an important thing that changed for me during that time. Okay, because the reason that it took me 10 years to get to $58,000 was because I was so focused on myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was a situation that happened about 10 years into our business where we weren't really making money, we weren't doing well. And Chris and I, my business partner, we both decided that it was going to be uh, probably a good idea to not pursue the business because we weren't making money, bro. Like right. we wanted to be rich, right? We wanted to be ballers and it wasn't fucking happening. And so we were 10 years in and we're looking around and like these motherfucking idiots that we know that went to school, they're making a hundred grand a year. And we're like, fuck, right. we're not making shit. I made 58 grand my whole fucking first 10 years. So like we started questioning ourselves and doubting ourselves and we looked around. Chris was going to go to officer candidate school, uh, which is to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. I was going to start a carpet cleaning business with a Sears carpet cleaning franchise. So much so that I went to the training, which was in Columbus, Ohio, and I threw my back out. All right. My back was fucked up for like 30 days and I was laying on the couch at my dad's house and Chris and I were talking about how to dissolve the business. And we got on this track where it's like, fuck. Like I told him, I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't want to go clean carpets. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> and, and, and I, and, and he, it, so like how we thought about it was if I'm going to work, if I have to work, 
if I'm only going to make 70 grand a year cleaning carpets, which is like what it was, what I could make, mm-hmm. I'd rather work at the store the way we had it and make less money and still have what, what would eventually happen by accident, not because we were smart, but over the course of that 10 years, there was a number of people who would come in and they would hang out with us and, and, and we would talk to them. We would talk to them about, you know, how to change their diets, how to improve their lives. And, and there was a handful of these people over that first 10 years that would come in, bro, and you wouldn't recognize them. Mm. Like, you wouldn't fucking recognize them. They'd be crying, and they'd thank you. And, like, I told Chris, I remember us talking about it. I'm like, bro, I, even if we don't make a lot of money, I, like, right. like let's, let's create that. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's keep the business open, and let's just focus on replicating that. And the next two years, like I just told you, I became a fucking millionaire. The reason I became a millionaire is because I shifted the focus from just me to what could I do for them, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that was, the first, that was the first click for me that, where I started to figure it out. And bro, this, this lesson right here will save you fucking years of your life, so you better pay, pay fucking attention to it. From 2014 or 15, I can't remember what year it was, but I got the fuck, I got pneumonia, all right? And by this time, I had make, I'd been making over a million dollars a year for a few years in a row. So I thought I was fucking rich, mm-hmm. right? And I got pneumonia. I couldn't go to work for like three days. Or for like, it was like 17 days, not mm-hmm. three days. And um, after like three days, I was bored as fuck. And I'm sitting there looking at my phone and I'm seeing my money go up, right? Um, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm fucking miserable. I'm watching Pacific Rim, you know, over and over and over again on TV. I remember I watched that a whole bunch of times. And uh, I remember it dawning on me. I'm like, fuck, dude, this is why rich people fucking kill themselves. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Hmm. And, and so I started thinking. And, you know, I was out of work for 17 days. I had this little revelation on the, in the first three or four days after I got bored. And I started thinking about, like, all the people that, I worked with and I started thinking about like how hard they had worked for us to get to this point. And then I started thinking, well, I owe them to build the company into a place where they can also build their dreams, right? Because mm-hmm. they've already put into this. I'm winning, but they're not winning the way that they want to win. And so that was the second click. And the second click over for me was, holy shit, dude. I have an obligation to do this for the people that fucking believe in me. Mm. Okay. So that took the focus even more off of me and more into other people. All right. So the dynamic I'm trying to, and by the way, that was 2014, eight years later. I mean, the results speak for itself. Right. So my, my perspective change started with just me and that got me to a point where I was able to like make some money. But had I instead understood the concept that if I do good by them, if I take care of them, if I care about them, then I will get what I want as well. Mm-hmm. I could have, I could have been at where we are uh, now at 20, this would be 24 years uh, in January. I could have probably done that in 12, right? but I wasted those first 10 fucking years. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, now my perspective always is, like I don't even I don't have any I don't have any more of that what's in it for me in mm-hmm. me anymore. But I continue to grow and get more because I just give more and I focus more and I work on building more for them, meaning right. our employees, providing better benefits, uh, results to our customers, whether that be 
and first form or S2 or fucking whatever else I'm in, you know, involved yeah. in. Like I try to just make the, whatever we do, whatever we sell, whatever product, I try to serve that need the best that I fucking can. And the more that I've poured into that, the more money I've made. And it's been like, I haven't had to agonize over it because it's just come. Yeah. So my advice to you would be for you to get to a place where you understand, yes, I have my own motivations. Yes, I want to dig out of this hole. Yes, I want to become wealthy. Yes, I want to fucking be a baller. Yes, 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 yes. And that will all happen if I make other people my priority. Mm. And that's how you need to think about it's it. It's purpose and intention. If you give, yeah. if you give, if you make your pur- purpose other people with the right intent, there will never be a shortage of money coming in. It mm. fucking won't happen. In fact, you'll make a hundred times more money than you ever fucking thought you would. And I, that lesson right there for you guys, like if you, if you don't listen to that and take that to heart, you're a fucking idiot. Because I wasted a whole decade of my life not understanding that. Mm. Real talk. Yeah. Fuck, man. Guys, Andy, that was three. Yeah. Go pay the fee. Yeah, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. Close.